What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports. This is OTBN 365, Off-Ball Network's new daily uh, sports podcast that um, is something new uh, for 2022. We think it's going to be big. I get to host the first one. Uh, I'm the the guinea pig, so to speak. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's listening, everybody that likes, everybody that subscribes, everybody that interacts with us on Twitter, Off-Ball Network. uh, You know, obviously we do this for you know, the fans and for the listeners and just just for sports fanatics and movie fanatics and just entertainment fanatics in general. So all the interaction, you know, all the all the kind words, all the messages, all the subs, everything uh, greatly appreciated over here at Off the Ball Network. And, you know, we're uh, just big, big things coming in the future. And we're, we're constantly working to to make it better. You know, get at us at Off the Ball Network. OTB underscore network on Twitter. Tell us what you like, don't like. Tell us what you what you you know want, want more of, want less of, who you can't stand, who you love. You know all, all of that. You know it's it's all appreciated, and we genuinely uh, use it to fuel content and you know try to try to make our, all of our shows better in the future. So again, thanks a lot. So here we go. The first one. We're just coming off a a, a pretty awesome. Sports weekend. You got the second round of the NBA playoffs, you know, are, are going with some superstars, big, you know, big name teams and and, and young stars and all that. And then we're coming off uh, what I think is an historic NFL draft. Uh, so it's just some wild things happen. So we're going to try and take it all in here. We're going to try and spend 15 to 20 minutes discussing it. Hopefully give you something to discuss through today, give you something to think about. You know, uh, basically, we're just trying to spurn conversation here, and uh, everybody, you know, share ideas. Water cooler talk, so to speak, is 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 an old term for it. If anybody is old enough to remember hanging around the water cooler and talking about sports or whatever the whatever happened the night before. So uh, here we go. But first one, first one on my list: Bucks versus Celtics. You know that that kicked off Sunday. Uh, great matchup. You got you got Giannis. You got Tatum. Uh, you get the defending champs and the Bucks, the uh, up and coming, you know, uh, what everybody thinks is an up and coming possible, I won't say dynasty, but possible uh, uh, perennial contender with uh, Tatum and Brown and, and Smart and those guys. But the Celtics are just coming off an awesome uh, series where they, they swept the Nets and they didn't just sweep the Nets. They really, they really forced the issue. They put it to them. They shut down a couple of the, the, absolute best offensive players in Durant and Kyrie that we've ever seen. So Celtics are just come, all the momentum coming into this. And of course you got Giannis coming in who I believe it's almost inarguable at this point. He's the best basketball player on the planet. Uh, that was, you know, that, 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 that uh, title gets thrown around every now and then, you know, we had Jordan at one point, um, maybe Shaq, possibly Kobe, you know, at certain times, uh, LeBron certainly for, you know, a, a almost a decade maybe um you know Steph kind of pushed his way in there but then I think right now it's just it's it's Giannis and everybody else and it, it was awesome I thought it was a great performance basically what I took took from it is Giannis clearly heard all the hype and all the talk and everything all the flowers that we were giving the Celtics for a week about how tough they were you know, this is uh, reminds of this, these '90s teams. They're physical. They push people around. They're ju- they're just getting it. Um, you know, look out. You got the Bucks coming in. Middleton's not not playing. You know, uh, they're, so they're a little banged up. Are they going to be able to to Are they going to be able to establish the the pace and that they did against the Celtics? 
clearly no. Clearly, Giannis heard all this. He came in on a mission. He was physical. What he did, you know, you, you know, Celtics still played their you know great physical in your face defense, and Giannis just went at it every time they tried to press him. Every try, every time, every time they tried to pin him down, trap him, he would uh, you know swing with violence. So as if. If they were going to be physical, they were going to get punished for it, and he made sure. Uh, every time they started closing in on him, he did one of two awesome things. He got he he went straight to the basket, forced the issue, got a foul. Not only got a foul, felt like you know it felt like a third of the time there was at least one Celtics defender wound up on the ground because Giannis just he is just such a physical marvel at the position. You know, and he, he was forcing the issue the entire time. And he was, you know, of course, he wants to make Tatum spend as much energy on defense as possible. It, it completely worked. I thought Giannis's game plan personally coming into it was awesome. And then another thing he did was he was passing out of, you know, those situations, setting up his team like perfectly, like, you know, getting you know, great open jumpers, you know, uh, a great listen, you know, as the off the glass podcast and something he talks about a lot. Uh, knowledge over there talks a lot about the hockey assist. Like it's the pass to the pass. You know, if anybody, you know, is a big fan of LeBron James, you know, he was one of the best ever at this. He would, you know, he saw the guy in the corner, but he knew that you made a pass, you know, to another player and it was still going to get to him. So like Giannis sees that now. It, it's it's almost it's almost unfair at this point. I, you know, I told, you know, I put it out on Twitter. It's, he's like a creative player now. Um, there's, there's, he's bringing the ball up the floor. Uh, he's coming off the perimeter and shooting, you know, step back jumpers. You know, he, he's he's taking, you know, he's popping shooting. So he he's gets a the defender on their heels because they got to try and protect the rim from this dude. And then he's he's, he's just stopping in front of him and dropping jays. And he didn't even have a great shooting game, and they Milwaukee won comfortably. So really bodes well for them in the series. Uh, but I I do believe. Basically, Celtics came off a net series to where they thought it was one way, and like my man Marley said, it was it was clearly another. Uh, I think they'll adjust to the physicality. They're going to have to get more offensive. Uh, they're uh, they're obviously not going to shut down this the Bucks offense uh, the way they did the Nets because the Bucks forcing the issue. They're just going to have to get more offensive and score some more points. And I and they can. They've got the talent there. I, I can clearly see Tatum scoring. You know, having a 30, 40 point game. Uh, I don't. I at first I thought the series would go seven. I, you know, it's hard for me to watch yesterday and see how the Celtics are going to to at least get it to six. But then I know that it's the NBA. Every game is a every game is different in the playoffs, and we could see the exact opposite. So really excited about the series. It was everything everything I wanted. Uh, then we had Golden State versus Memphis. Now this was a fun game because basically my, my note was you got these young, you know, fun you know, superstars in the making, you know, John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, and they're going against the, you know, one of the, we very seldom get a team that has a championship dynasty like Golden State that has the core group of players still together, you know, a decade later. So we saw it, you know, I re I remember when Golden State was the version of the Grizzlies and they were upset. And I believe they upset the Spurs one series or took them to seven. It's hard to remember, like, you know, in the middle 2000s there. And that was when everybody's like, okay, this team could be something. Steph Curry's different. And now like 12, 13 years later, the Grizzlies are that team. And they're just out there, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're quick, they're fast, they're energetic. Uh, they're, they, I think they're well coached really from what I can see. I'm not a basketball expert. I won't tell you. I, I know the ins and outs, you know, like some of the guys over at the network do. But um, just, just a really fun game. Jaw, Jaw's, it's just he's just a blast to watch. He's emotional. He carries emotions on his sleeves. You know he he 
he, I like how he pushes people's buttons, like as far as the fans before and after the game. That that's fine with me. You can root against him. You can root for him as long as you're as long as you're paying attention, as long as you're into it, as long as you're watching. I really love it. Um, you know, he's fun. You know, I had a good game and went back and forth. Great ending to this game. Uh, there, you know, there was a point I believe there's 30 seconds left, and the ball changed hands a couple times. There was reviews. There was shots. It, it was just just amazing back and forth. Of course, Clay, you know. Uh, you know, had some huge free throw misses to to give Memphis a chance to win this game, which is unheard of for Clay Thompson to miss two free throws. But he also made the three point to give Golden State the lead. Draymond got thrown out of the game earlier. I should have mentioned, you know, Draymond being Draymond. Uh, I'm not. I understand that the foul wasn't as egregious and and violent as maybe be worthy to get thrown out. But it's classic Draymond. And what I said was, well, when when is it? You know, everybody's like, well, you can't throw him out for that. He wasn't trying to hurt him. Well, okay, then how many times do you let Draymond do that and then throw him out? So, like, that's the line. So the ref clearly, the line was then. Uh, He grabbed the guy by the jersey. He yanked him down and then act like he was trying to help him to get trying to be slick and get out of it like he always does. Uh, That's how he plays. Full confession. I know he's one of the better players ever, one of the smartest players ever. Great teammate, but he also does these little things. And he's he gets by and he gets by and he gets by and he he walks that line. Then he complains about it as if they're picking on him. But you grab the guy's jersey, yanked him to the ground. If that guy comes down weird on his ankle and is hurt, then we're having a different conversation. So you know it's essentially like, oh well, he tried to help him up, or the guy didn't get hurt. Well. The the ref can't judge everything based on results because then you got. You know what are you going to do? They have you have sticking feet, you know, under people when they're coming down on a jump shot. Like somebody does that to Clay Thompson, but he doesn't get hurt. Is Draymond cool with that? No. So we know the deal. Uh, he was trying to. He was getting cute, and he got busted for it. And you know they wind up winning the game. The this flagrants will pile up. There's now we got to bring in uh, a chance of a suspension into it. it. Is what it is. So not the end of the world, but you know, I'm, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It's, I, I don't think, I think if he left him in the game, I wouldn't be mad, but he threw him out. That's fine too. Uh, I like, yeah, I like uh, this version of Steph, this older version, taking what they give me, you know, he's letting, letting pool do a ton of the work. He's made, made great passes, had a couple great defensive plays yesterday. He just, he's, he's, he just takes, he's taken this role, like at this stage of his career, he's still a, fantastic shooter and a fantastic offensive player i'm not saying that but he also understands like okay i'll do whatever like i can do a a ton of things i don't you know if if my role now is facilitator defender if i need it that game that's what i'll do um really really in the last few years steph has just is really established himself as one of the true greats of all time all around basketball players it was fun to watch him yesterday I'm uh, glad Clay's back too, by the way. Love Clay Thompson. Um, and then th- th- it was a great last play. Memphis is down one. You know, they got jaw in the back backcourt. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? They run a great, you know, inbounds. They get him running full speed, taking advantage, you know, of his quickness and athleticism. And he's got a beeline to the hoop. Credit to Clay Thompson. Awesome defensive play. Slides over, uh, you know, gets in his way, you know, doesn't doesn't block the shot, but definitely, definitely changes it. You know, Jaw has to take an awkward left-handed, you know, kind of scoop layup. You know, as to where I think if if Clay's a step later, Jaw dunks that and walks off and is is awesome. Uh, great, great design play. Sometimes you just miss. That's it. Uh, Memphis loses game one. You know, no, no, I know everybody says it's just game one. I think it's huge because you got to win four. So now Memphis has to win four out of six. Golden State 
has has to win three out of six. I, that's a huge difference. It's so obvious. I never understand why they're like, oh, it's just one game. No, it is not in the playoffs. You only get you only get seven at max. It's not just one. That's huge. Uh, but but fun game to watch. Two two great games back to back middle of the afternoon. You know, perfect Sunday of of NBA playoff basketball. Um, and I'm excited for tonight. And then the last thing real quick, we'll talk a little bit before I get out of here about the, his, what I consider an historic NFL draft. Anybody interested? Jeff needs sports. I'm doing a show with Couch Coach Live from the Couch Coach Live show. Hopefully some other, you know, off the ball network guys, we're going to have a more in-depth like discussion about what happened in the NFL draft. But what I got to say on today was anybody knows me, that it's the joke that I hate running backs, but I just, over the years, I devalue them. And I, I just I don't believe in drafting them first round. I don't believe in trying to pin a franchise on them because of physicality. There's so many things that uh, running back position is just the, the it's just not as valuable as it was 30 years ago. So the NFL clearly finally agrees. No running backs in the first round. And I know everybody says, well, there wasn't a great one. Well, that's that's the position now. But nobody forced the issue. Uh, no running backs in the second round. But what what got crazy was the quarterbacks. So Pickett goes 20 in the first round, and then nobody, nobody until the third round. When coming into this, coming into this college football season, we're talking about how we're talking about Willis. Uh, we were taught at that point, like we were talking about um uh Rattler from Oklahoma. We're talking about these guys going maybe the first pick in the NFL draft. And then all of a sudden we get one quarterback out of the first, I believe it was maybe 75 picks or something. I'm sorry, I didn't write down the details, but you all know the deal. So Clearly what this is telling me, and everybody, I understand it was considered a weak quarterback class. That's never mattered before. We've seen a lot of average quarterbacks go in the first round because teams force it. This year, they did not force it. I'll, I'll, I'll go so far as to say Pittsburgh probably forced the picket pick, but you know, it, they feel good about it. If that's their quarterback, that's fine. But what I like is they're, they're evaluating, seems like, more on talent now. And just like I say, if you take last year, some of these young guys, like, wouldn't we have rather seen Justin Fields get drafted in the second or third round. And and then you, you don't have to force the issue because you don't have the salary and you, you don't have the pressure to stick these guys in. Quarterback is so hard in the NFL. They need development. But when you draft them really high because of, you know, the, those salaries mostly and because of, you know, where you, what you gave up for them, you got to force them in there. And it kind of sets them back and your franchise back. Sam Howe going in the fifth round is – it does. It's not great for his bank account, but it's going to give him and Washington the best chance for success because they don't have. They're not squeezed. They can. They can afford him if he's great. Awesome. If he's not, he's got time. He's not killing you on the salary cap. You don't have the fans, the media, other players. You don't have them breathing down your neck to get this guy in. Get this guy in. It's. It's just. It's a perception thing. I know, but I. I just love that teams were like, we want to. We want to get quality players we want to get guys that can help us soon because the windows in the nfl to go to the super bowl shut on your fingers very quickly so this year they clear that i mean you got defense went the first five picks all five of those defenders more than likely will start game one next year and then you had a run on receivers i think six receivers in the first round those receivers are all projected to start so in theory there's at least almost i would say 90% of the first round draft picks are projected to start day one, you know, because they went for need and they went for they went for quality players a little more than they did the future of franchises now. And will that last forever? You know, is this a new way that teams are going to draft with more common sense? I don't know. But I know that, you know, 
I'm going to go like, again, check out me and couch coach live later when we get into it and, you know, we'll do more. But I, I think that this could be a, I, I think this could be the norm, not an anomaly uh, is what I think a fun NFL draft. It's, it, it was, it was cool to watch. And plus, you know, honestly, it was cool to be right about some of this stuff for the first time. You know, let's not, let's be honest. We all have egos and for a running back, not to go first round, it felt good for Jeff hates running backs hashtag. So that's it, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. I know uh, it was a lot. Uh, I hope you, whatever the rest of your day brings, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you're driving, you know, drive safely, wear your seatbelt, all that stuff. If you're listening to this at work, we appreciate it. Um, you know, again, offtheballnetwork.com, OTB underscore network on Twitter. I'm Jay Hunt, 006 on Twitter. You know, get with me, all the guys, like, share, subscribe, review, all the good things. Uh, have a great day, everybody. This was OTB in 365, and we're out.